Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello again and welcome to this podcast. With me this time is agronomist Ian Matz from the Potash Development Association or PDA. It's an independent body promoting a better understanding of the importance of a nutrient that's always listed as one of the big three, N, P and K remember, but is often the least talked about. However, while it may be the Cinderella in the story, it has a fully justified invite to the ball. Because Ian Matz, it plays a number of key roles in plant growth. That's correct. Yeah, it plays probably the most important role that it has is in the water regulation within the plant. So unlike some of the other nutrients, the other major nutrients, um, it's not held within the, the structural contents of the plants. Um, it's held within the, within the liquid fraction. So its its key role is, as I say, within this water regulation, which effectively is is the turgidity, the um, the cell strength, the integrity of the plant. So what we see in the field as as the crop's standing power or its resistance to lodging, um, and that's because it's the the plant preferred ion for maintaining the water content within plant cells. So plants will pump potassium inside the the vacuole of the cells which then draws in the water through osmosis and, and gives this rigidity or this, this turgor pressure. So the more water that's required or the more water that's taken into a plant, the more the requirement for potassium. And that's why we see this, this big increase in uptake as the season progresses through stem extension um, when, the, when the water content really increases within the plants. Um, but not only that, there's, there's also other sort of important roles that, that, potassium plays um, is key for improving the efficiency of use of nitrogen. Um, so nitrogen is obviously the biggest driver for, for growth and for yield in a plant. But if we, if we ignore potassium um, or there's a deficiency in potassium, then the nitrogen that we're applying won't be used efficiently. So it's important that we get the potassium right from that respect. I've heard it mentioned that it affects color and health and all kinds of things. Absolutely. I mean, plant health is something that is really important as we go forward in, in a world where we're losing a lot of um, chemistry that we've had available to us uh, in, in the past. So setting plants up um, efficiently to be able to protect uh, against disease and pest attack is very important. And, and potassium plays a key role in that. And it's been shown that, that plants with sufficient potassium are better at withstanding attack from, from aphids, uh, as well as from many diseases as well. So that's that really is a, a key fundamental building block to plant health. A shortage of potash really does affect the uptake of the, all the other nutrients. Is that key? That's right. I mean, um, I'm sure you've heard many discussions about balanced nutrition and, and it's really sort of important with potash that, that we don't just focus on the nutrients that we believe lead to the biggest growth uh, and, and yield because applying any one in isolation is... is um, is not going to achieve the optimum results. So potassium yeah, is very key, um, as I said, for that nitrogen utilization. Well, we heard recently about price rises in the cost of nutrients like phosphate and potash. I judge from what you're saying that potash is not something that can be left out of a list for a season. No, that's right. You know, with potassium, we're looking at sort of long-term effects and making sure that the soils are um, well supplied with potassium, that it's a nutrient that's actually required by plants in the biggest quantity. So the uptake through the spring can be, can be very large. 
So having the right amount in soils available to the plant is really key, getting the, getting the soil set up from the outset so that the uh, availability is there when plants need it most. As I said, there's a big uptake during spring as the, as the stems extend um, and the watering quantities within the plant increases. So we need to make sure that soils are in the right state uh, at the right point to be able to deliver that daily requirement, you know, which can be as high as 10 kilograms a hectare a day. Um, so it's, it's optimal that we, or it's essential really, that we make sure the soils are at their target index um, and we don't let them slip. So that means soil testing again is vital. Absolutely. I mean, it's the, it's the foundation for what we're trying to achieve with our, with our recommendation system. We need to make sure that soils are well supplied and that, uh, that soil index ha- helps to identify where soils are to see whether we need to increase applications above just pure offtake um, or whether there's opportunities to reduce the amounts of applications that are being applied. Tell us more about that index. So the, the target index uh, is a very similar system for phosphate, which I think was discussed last week. Um, we're looking at a target index of two minus for arable crops. So unlike phosphate, the, the index system for the two is split to two minus and two positive, but we're targeting the two minus as a, as a, um, as a target index. And at that point, we're looking to maintain applications. So whatever is removed by the crop should be resupplied. If we're below that target index, then we need to apply more than just the offtake so that we can build soils up. Because obviously, the lower they are, the the more at risk they are um, of not producing the yield. So the quicker we can do that, the better. But obviously, there's a a cost implication of doing that. Um, But we don't want them to be suboptimal for too long. And stressing here, we're talking about soil testing because the other types of testing, leaf testing and grain testing, for example, are not in this case as useful. Well, as I mentioned at the start, potassium is held within the sort of the liquid fraction of the plant. So when we take a, a tissue test, we're testing the dry matter so that there can be some sort of difficulties with um, identifying the optimal levels. Um I know there's some more recent work on on grain analysis, which I think may be able to improve and tailor inputs going forward. But I think absolutely the soil soil is key to understanding where our starting point is. That's because every time you take a crop off, in the case of grassland farmers who are cutting silage or even straw, these kind of things are taking taking potash off, off the fields. Uh, absolutely. And, and the amounts that are taken off the field can vary quite substantially. So as I mentioned about earlier, there's a big uh, demand for potash during the spring um, and it peaks really around flowering and after which it, the, the potassium in the plant is remobilized and some of it is, is put back into the soil and into the roots which aren't removed from the, from the field. In the case of a cereal crop, there can be a big difference in the amount of potash removed by the crop, depending on whether we're taking the grain only or the grain and straw. So if we're removing the straw as well, where we can be sort of taking off um, almost twice as much as if it was the grain only. But the more green material we're taking from a field, the more effectively water and potassium we're taking away as well, which, as you say, in the case of silage grass, the timing that we're cutting that, we're removing large quantities of potassium from the field. So obviously these these removals need to be um, replaced. Is there anything to say regarding soil pH in this case? I would say soil pH is, is the key starting point for looking at nutrients. The, the, the pH of the soil affects the availability of all nutrients. Potash isn't as affected as some others like phosphate, 
but it will still reduce the availability of potash still reduces with the more acidic soils. So it's, it, again, it is really key that we make sure that soils are you know, at that neutral pH. Because basically potash isn't locked in the soil the same way that phosphate can be or, or nitrogen even. N- not to the same extent. No. So, um, as I said, the, re- the availability does reduce with lower pHs, but um, it's not, not quite the same as, as phosphate would be. What kind of application rates and times do you recommend for potash? And I wondered too if there's a difference between grassland farming uh, and arable. And then also as a supplementary, what about those with medures and slurries available? Do, do they need a different strategy? Well, when it comes to application rates, I mean, the, it obviously depends on, on the crop, um, but also the soil status, as I mentioned. So soils that are at the target index, we're looking at, at the removals, um, just, just replacing what's taken off the field. Whereas if it's if the soils are below the target index, then we're looking at removals plus um, a, a sort of build-up fraction as well. Um, the the timing of applications will depend again on what crop it is um, and a bit to what to, to some extent to what the soil status is in the first place. So any soils that are below the target, it's more important to to rectify that earlier in the season so that crops have access to the nutrients at the times they require it. Um, if, if we're just looking at maintaining dressings, so just applying what's being removed by the end of the season, then timing is probably less critical and applications through the spring when the crops are able to take the, take, oh yeah, when they, when they've got the biggest demand, um, can help to sort of supply the right amount at the right time. Obviously, if, um, as I mentioned with, with sort of silage grass systems, then it's important that we're, we're replacing what's being removed from a silage cut very quickly so that the crops have access to sufficient nutrients for subsequent grazing or cutting. Going on to talking about manures or slurries, I mean, that's obviously fairly topical at the moment with the recent discussion around the farming rules for water. Um, obviously, it's critical that we take into account any any nutrients that are being supplied um, from any manures that are, that are applied as well. So again, it will depend on the types of manures and the application rates, but but any nutrients that are being supplied need to be accounted for before we start looking at what, what fertilizer um, rates are required as well. And in terms of delivering it, I mean, we heard with phosphate recommendations from Yara that, uh, that maybe rather than use straight compounds would be far more useful because they cut down the number of times you have to pass across the field. You're in a different ball game here, but, but is there any particular recommendation from your point of view or little bits of advice in terms of getting that regular applications of potash onto the field? Yeah, I mean, it, it, as I talked about with balanced nutrition, we, we need to focus on all the nutrients, not just one in particular. Um, so applications through the spring, um, yeah, p- potassium along with nitrogen, as I mentioned right at the start, you know, potassium has quite a, an important role in improving the nitrogen use efficiency. So it's, um, it's, it can be quite a good idea to apply that with some sulfur as well during the spring. Uh, and again, it depends a bit on what 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 the cysts, what the status of the soils are, and what crops are being being grown. But that that sort of spring, small applications through the spring could be a good option to to making sure crops have sufficient quantities right the way through the growing period. You explained how important potash was for water regulation in plants, and obviously how it's found within the circulatory systems. So, how much of a challenge does drought or flood offer? Because in recent years we've seen far more of those events, particularly at awkward times. Absolutely. It seems to be a bit of a growing trend, some of the springs that we've been having. Um, and potassium has been 
you know, highly linked or strongly linked with um, with drought resistance and drought tolerance in crops. So as you say, because of this, the role it has in the water regulation within a plant, it, it's critical for trying to reduce the effect or the impact that's, that drought stress can have. So potassium is very important, as I mentioned at the start, in terms of the, the, the turgidity and the, the ability of cells to pull water in. And this is particularly important um, in times of drought for the guard cells, which surround the stomata, the, the openings uh, within leaves. And these stomata allow carbon dioxide in, but also let water vapor out. And that's really important for photosynthesis. Um, but in times of in, in times of drought or dry conditions, if plants are poorly supplied with potassium, then the reaction of these guard cells can be slow and therefore they stay open too long and let too much moisture out. Whereas crops that have a, a reasonable supply or a sufficient supply of potassium, those guard cells react much more quickly. So in times of drought stress, they're able to close and reduce the amount of moisture that's being lost from within the plant. So that's really important. That's been shown in, in sort of trial work by the rate of photosynthesis and the rates much higher in plants that are well supplied with, um, with potassium. We've covered some key points there. So what are your bullet points as far as this podcast is concerned? What do you want people to go away remembering? Well, I think from what I've said, it's fairly obvious that maintaining adequate levels of potassium in the soils is, is key to ensuring crops are supplied with sufficient quantities right the way through the growing season, especially at that peak time during the spring when the amounts required by plants is, is quite substantial. Um, and really, I suppose it's, it's focusing on the fact that potash plays this key role in water regulation in the plant. Um, so it's important for a crop's standing plough, um, but also helping to alleviate stress, and particularly drought stress, which, as you said, is, is becoming more of, a, more of a problem in the springs. Um, but also the other, the other roles that potassium plays, so helping to improve the nitrogen use efficiency, and a key one going forward is just how important the nutrient is for plant health to ensure that crops are well set up to resist pest and disease attack. So don't hold up on the potash. Some key points to remember there about the Cinderella of fertiliser from an admirer. I was going to say Prince Charming, but thought better of it. Thank you anyway, Ian Matz from the Potash Development Association, and you can get more details from their website. I'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with another edition of this series. Join me then. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.